guys and welcome back to Love from Lexia with your host, the ever so fabulous, me, Alexiandra. So this week's topic is going to be a bit of a sensitive one, you know. It's going to be about bullying, something I and many others have sadly gone through throughout their lives. So let me start at the beginning. Um, I think the best place for me to start about like bullying and stuff like that would probably be around year four which i know sounds like really young but i think that's when kids at like that age start getting to know people and then if they see something they don't like or someone they don't like or like a personality trope that they don't like they try and demean that person so i think that's probably the best place to start because that's also when i started like being bullied per se so I think my first experience of bullying was when I'd first moved into my new school because my family used to move around a lot. I was born in Nigeria and then I was I was pretty much raised in London and then this was like the first time my family moved out of London and um, we'd moved to this place called Newbury and I really liked it. I really liked the area. I had a, like a few friends but I think it was when I joined a new school. I'm not going to say the name of the school obvious reasons but when i first joined i had realized i was the only black girl in my class only black person in my class but back then i didn't think too much about it because i'd I'd never experienced racism so i didn't didn't think too much of it but it was when i realized that people didn't want to play with me that i realized something was wrong because I'm a friendly, I was a friendly person. I was a very friendly little girl. I always wanted to join in with everything like everyone was doing. If someone was on like the train trail, I'd always come and join them, try and say hi, introduce myself. That was who I was like back at that time. You won't catch me doing that now. I'm not the, I'm not the type of person to come and make an introduction to you first, nah. And I think this is like the, my experience of bullying is probably why I don't do that anymore. But anyway, back to the story. Um, yeah, it was probably when, yeah, no one wanted to talk to me. And I thought it was like, oh, maybe because I'm new, no one's like, you know, no one knows me yet. And I told my mum about it. And she's like, yeah, just, you need to get used to the school and everything. So I was like, okay, I didn't think too much of it at first. But then at one point I got a bit annoyed and I was like, obviously it can't be me because no one's talked to me yet. So at one point I went and asked this girl, I know her name, I'm not going to mention it. I asked this girl, I just tapped her on the shoulder and I said, hi, my name's Nazar and would you like to go on the trim trails with me? And she kind of just stared at me and said, I don't want to play with you, you're too dark. And I kind of just stood there and I was like, oh. So I asked her, what what do you mean by dark? Do you mean because the sun is out? And she was like, no. I'm not supposed to play with dark people. I think at that point, that, yeah, at that point, I didn't know what was going on. I couldn't, I couldn't think it straight because, like, she eventually just walked away from me and I was still standing there. I didn't know what to say. No one had ever told me, well, not to my face at least, that I was too dark to play with them, that, you know, they weren't supposed to play with dark people. And, to be honest, my first thought was, oh, okay. Because I was like, she's just one girl. Let me, let me go, like, talk to the boys, maybe. 
maybe join in with them playing football because I was obsessed with football when I was younger. <laughs> it was actually it was actually crazy. So I went to go ask this guy, this well, not really guy, we were kids, this and this boy, and I was like, oh, can I join you guys with football? And of course, their first response was, no, you're a girl. And I just said, well, okay. But then one of his friends, one of his friends was like, we also don't play with dark people. And I was like, wow. Wow. So then I kind of just went to the bench. We had like a bench. The school was weirdly shaped. There was like stairs on either side and then the bench in the middle where I used to see girls make loom bands and stuff. So I kind of just sat there. And at that point, I said, I'm not going to try anymore. I'm just going to... Because I think we were at that point... I think... I can't remember now. We were allowed to bring things into school because I know a lot of girls used to do loom bands and stuff. So I would bring my own loom bands and stuff into school and just be making bracelets while everyone else was playing at, like, break time and lunchtime. So... Yeah... I thought it was just going to be that alone, because I went home and I told my mum, and she was actually quite concerned, because once again, this was my first experience of racism. Living in London, me personally, you don't get a lot of that, because there's so many different cultures there, and also most of my friends from like my school in London were, were black, so I didn't really experience any of that. So when I came home and I told my mum, she was quite surprised, because she was like, oh, that's unexpected, because it was such a nice town. You know, and it was not like, it's not as if we were the only black people in town. Our church had like a few black people as well, not a lot, but a few. You know, so my mum was like, "Oh, it's just a one-time thing. You'll find different friends." But I never did. I I really didn't until one girl came in. Thank God she was also black, but she was there for like two days. I was, I became friends with her quickly. But she was only there for two days. I think it was like a travel or something. And then eventually she went to the other school in that town. And then, thank God, my mum took the hint. And I eventually joined her in that school. And I don't... I don't think I was ever bullied in that school. So I left the first school from, like, beginning of year... Like, middle of year five. Then, middle of, yeah, so middle of year five, I moved to the different a different school in the same town. And then I stayed there until, until near like the middle of year six. So I stayed there for like about a year and I had really good friends there. I had really good friends there. They were all really nice. I, I don't think I ever got bullied in that school. No, I didn't. I had, I had a really good friendship group. I remember sometimes we'd go into the playground and we would, um, <laughs> we would try and reenact Teen Titans Go. And me being the broody, edgy person I was, I would I would always either be Raven or um, Terra from Teen Titans Go and Teen Titans, which, looking back on it now, makes a lot of sense. So there was, there was like two black people in that school, but then a lot of mixed race people. So everything was equal, you know, everything was equal. And I loved that school. I, I, I've always said it, I will never forgive my mum for making me leave that school. Because I have a good feeling if I'd stayed there and like finished school with them, gone to secondary school, I'd still be friends with them. And it's so sad because I only talk to like two people from that school now. 
because we've all grown up you know and back then i didn't really have a phone and i only took a few of their phone numbers and it was on my really really old phone so we've kind of lost contact but you know life is life so i think it was when i moved to the town that i'm living in at the moment that's when the bullying really really started like it got major it got to a point where there were times where i didn't i didn't want to leave my house i didn't want to go to school in fear of what what people would say what people would call me and sometimes you know how like people will say oh if they're just talking about you behind their back they're too scared to tell you to your face no some people were bold enough some people were bold enough to come up to my face and just call me rude names but at least the racism stopped it it stopped a bit there was like you know microaggressions and everything but it wasn't that deep i think i'd grown i'd grown a lot back then. i'd grown a lot so i wasn't that it was it wasn't that deep you know so i moved to the town that i'm living in now nearing the end of year six so i did my sats in this school and i actually finished secondary school in, in this town as well um so the primary school i went to in this town it was awful (laughs) i'm not even gonna try and minimize it it was such a bad school oh my god and it produced like the worst kind of people i'm not gonna say chav because apparently seeing chav is really rude about people's living standards but this was not about their living standards it was about their behavior they were the most hardest people to try and talk to without getting someone calling you a puff kind of thing so i i had three friends three friends from that school and i don't talk to any of them now (laughs) for good reasons too two um two of them because we didn't go to the same secondary school and then the one i did go to secondary school with i'm not even gonna try and get into that because that is a whole a whole pea pod to open because (laughs) i could make an entire episode about what went wrong in that friendship and how much it affected me and how much it seemed it didn't affect her so it's i'm not even (laughs) gonna try and get into that luckily for me i left that secondary school with one friend one person i can sincerely call my friend and you know who you are thank you (laughs) um so yeah in that school in that primary school before i went to secondary school the school primary school i did and then finished primary in if that makes sense um i wouldn't say i was bullied but i was teased like a lot no no i was bullied i was bullied let me tell you about this one instance right okay there's this one girl in my class i'm not gonna say her name in case she listens to this podcast which is very unlikely but just for my own safety i don't i can't even remember all the like the details but she went to her mum and told her mum that i'd called her a swear word and instead of you know doing the most adult thing and going to tell the teacher or something bear in mind i didn't call her anything i hadn't sworn like ever i was the most holy child you could imagine oh i used to tell people off for swearing i used to have like i used to wear like a crucifix on my neck and everything and because i had the rosary in my bag 
to protect me. I think I still do it sometimes when I like feel like I genuinely need it. But I was the most holy child you could think of. So her going to her mum and telling her that I called her a swear word was out of my nature entirely. But instead of her mum going to the teacher and saying something to the teacher, she, she, she walked her way up to me and my mum after my mum had picked me up after school, and I got up in my mum's face and was like, "Oh, your daughter called my called my daughter a swear word. Do you think that's acceptable?" And then my mum looked at me and was like, did you? I said, no, I'm not even friends with this girl. And the mum the mom bent down, looked me in the eye and said, it's just like your kind to go and say something to my precious daughter like that. And my mum, my mum, thank God for my mother, man. Thank God for my mother. She, <laughs> she, looked, in, she looked at this woman and said, I'm going to give you five seconds to step the hell away from my daughter who do you think you are and then there's a little like a little squabble and i was kind of i was shouting at the girl as well like why would you go and lie like that i have never even talked to you we are not friends and she's like oh don't lie you know you called me that and i was like when have i even talked to you and she's like yeah but so and so said that you called me that it's like so you're taking this from someone else right so then the like it was like a massive not really massive there's a little squabble and then eventually the teachers got involved I guess who got put in detention the next day? Me. Me. I got put in detention. I missed my break and my lunchtime. Had to sit in this quiet room for people with anger issues. And I was saying, it's just, I was sitting there and reading and thinking, I have never even spoken to this girl. How can she come up to me with my mum present and given that kind of accusation? Who do you think you are? Anyway, that was like the one major thing. And then... There was not really any massive things. I had friends there. I will say I had friends there, but we obviously don't talk anymore. But I think there was another another argument I had with one girl who it was over a boy. Oh God, I remember this now. It was over a boy. Uh, we did um, oh, what was it called? Oh, what was it called? That Cinderella make thing. Cinderella Rockefeller. We did that as our end of year six play thing. And I got cast as Fairy Nasty Boots, which was supposed to be like an evil fairy or something. And I really, really hated that because the one thing I didn't want was for me to leave that school with the notion of people thinking I had anger issues. Because I got into a lot of squabbles in that school for weird reasons. Most times it was like over friendship and stuff. And I was trying so hard, I either wanted to be Cinderella, or the fairy godmother, or just one of the background characters, I wasn't even that, I wasn't even that bothered with just being a background character, but no, they went and made me the person who has to yell, scream, and shout abuse at Cinderella, (laughs) I was so mad, it's like, this is the one thing I didn't want, people to leave the school having bad connotations about me, but eventually, I kind of had to do it. So, back in, um, back in the day, back in the day, I had, I liked this guy, not really a guy, again, we were kids, this boy in, um, the other year six class, we had two year six classes, and it was so obvious that he didn't like me, it was very, very obvious, I think, I'm pretty sure he liked my friend, and I wasn't, I was not happy about that at all, you could see it in my face, but I think eventually I got over that crush. It was very meaningless. 
very meaningless. But I remember I had like a fight with my friend about it and she <laughs> she was getting so emotional about it. At one point I was just telling myself, what's the point? What's the point? We're leaving school soon and I'm not even going to second the same secondary school to most of these guys. So eventually I kind of left it alone, but she kept dragging it out. She would like hang out with the guy and be like, oh, by the way, Nasa, I was hanging out with so-and-so yesterday. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Obviously I was a bit pissed, but I wasn't going to make that known. And she'd constantly do it. She'd be like, oh, I'm going to go rehearse with so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, okay, good luck. But it was when I... Do you guys remember? I don't know if you guys did this, but in primary school, did you ever do like a buddy system thing where you would be in year six and like look after like the year ones and twos and stuff? I was picked to be my former crush's sister's buddy, and my friend hated the fact that I got to get close with his sister, but his sister was such a sweetheart. Oh, bless her heart. I don't even know what year she's in now. It's been, what, five years? Oh my gosh, she's probably in year six now. That's mad to think about. But yeah, she was really mad. And I was like, well, it's not my fault. School chose it. I have nothing to do with this. But she got really mad and we stopped talking to each other for anything like two weeks. But then everything went back to normal once the play started. And we started like proper rehearsals and stuff. I lost my voice doing that play. I will never forgive my um, teacher for making me fairy nasty boots. But anyway, I've gone off on a tangent. So that was the only kind of... I didn't. I guess I didn't get bullied in that school, but I was teased a lot. Especially because of my hair, but I'm not even going to get into that. I think secondary school is when the proper bullying started. Year 7 and Year 8 were two of the toughest years for me yet. And it's because I did some really stupid things. In Year 7, when we when I first joined my school, I had my former best, my ex-best friend. And we were kind of just like very close together because we were the only people from our school and we didn't know anyone else so we stuck together for most of it and then this one we became friends with this one girl and we were just going around with three everything was good and then boys got involved (laughs) boys got involved and that went downhill very quickly i started obsessing over this this one this one boy in our in our form and it was such a looking i don't even know what i liked about him i think it was just because he was nice to me to be honest oh my god um so yeah i obsessive i was really obsessive about him for ages and my friends obviously didn't like that because it was putting my attention on something that wasn't them and i kind of understand that because it was a really horrible crush to the point where i wanted to be around him all the time and that just wasn't possible because i'm pretty sure he was part of like the popular group so that wasn't popular that wasn't uh, that wasn't possible for a person of my standard but eventually i got over that crush and then i had another crush on another boy to the point where okay get this get this i changed my snapchat username <laughs> to his name I'm gonna <laughs> god oh my god honestly I wouldn't be surprised if I was if I had like gone to a psychiatrist and he diagnosed me with some kind of disorder because something was not in I was not in the right frame of mind doing that because then eventually obviously people found out and it was all around school about it and oh my god I got bullied for that but that one was my fault 
I have to take the blame for that one. That one was a really bad decision. Oh god, that was such a bad decision. Oh, that was such a bad decision. But eventually, me and the guy became friends after I'd obviously stopped liking him. And I kind of put myself off boy for, boys for like a while. Until year eight. And then in year eight, I got. I wouldn't say boyfriend because we were 12 and 13. So. Boy. Boyfriend in. in, in quotes. We didn't really do anything, to be honest, because I wasn't allowed to date back then, obviously. So we we used to live near each other, so we'd, like, walk home together. And that was it. That was it. It was, like, a school relationship. You know, one of those relationships that only happen when you're in school or, like, over the phone texting and stuff? And eventually, my mum found out. And she put, like, a stop to it all, told me to break up with him and everything. And that was so coincidental because literally a few weeks after I'd broken up with him, my dad had just died. <laughs> so... <laughs> That month was not good for me at all. At all. Oh my god. And it's so sad to think about it now because just just looking back on it, I've realised that some of the bullying I went through in that school was due to my dad's like illness and my dad's death. Because I remember one music class, everyone was like talking about something great about their dad and then they got to me. And I was like, oh, I think, okay, I don't really know what to say, because I was, I was upset. I was really upset, because my dad was in hospital and I didn't know what to say. And I felt as if they, were, they did that on purpose. They definitely did that on purpose. They definitely, like, went around and said something that their dad is good at, and deliberately said, oh, Nata, what's your dad good at? Being alive? <laughs> I said being alive. And they said, oh, that's kind of sad. And I said, yeah, it is kind of sad, you know, seeing as how my dad's in hospital and you guys are taking this opportunity to take the mick out of me. So I ran out of the room because I was, I was so upset, I was crying. Because they obviously did that on purpose just to, like, get a reaction out of me, and they managed to get a reaction out of me. Which, thinking back on that now, was probably a really bad decision because that was exactly what they wanted. But they accomplished what they wanted to do. They got a reaction out of me, I was really upset. And that kind of that entire situation got bigger than it was supposed to be like very fast because then eventually when he died um i think it was it was just before he died one girl came up to me and was like oh my god will you ever shut up about shut up about your dad we get it he's ill maybe if he dies then you'll shut up about him and then literally the next week man dies just poof gone gone to the wind gone with no existence I am left a fatherless child. So, when he did die, my mum, I don't understand what my mum made me do. My mum made me come into school the week after he died on a, uh, on a Friday? And then my mum made me go into school the, sun, the Monday after that, you know. So I had to go into school and I was crying. I was just, I was so distraught because my dad was the only person that I could talk to about things and then he was out it was like out of nowhere he's just gone you know like my my best friend just dead dead you know and I was obviously not processing it very well so eventually I got sent home that day because I couldn't do it I couldn't do it I couldn't sit there with like everyone being happy and stuff and me just having the fact that my dad had just died 
constantly on my mind. How was I supposed to go to school, you know, feeling like that? But anyway, I realised I have to bring this podcast to a close and I've gone off a tangent quite a few times. But anyway, for the rest of my time at that school, I was bullied relentlessly. I was bullied for the way I looked, I was bullied for my height at one point, I was bullied for the fact that my dad was in hospital, I was bullied for the fact that... Um, I was bullied for the fact that I dated a white boy, can you imagine? Um, <laughs> I was bullied for like friendship things, no one wanted to be friends with me, even my friend from primary school didn't want to be friends with me, and it was so obvious. And, you know... It came to a point, I, f- I finished school now, and like when I finished, I kind of looked at my yearbook and everything, and I looked at all these people, and I was like, was this even worth it? These, these five years of practically hell, was it worth it? What did I get out of it? I started thinking, what did I get out of this school? My education is okay, I'm getting sevens and eights and like a, a four in maths. So I guess education was fine. But what did I get out of it? Like, what did I get out of the social part of school? Nothing. Nothing. I can only name one person who has spoken to me since school finished, who has who is constantly checking up on me, constantly asking how I'm doing, constantly, like, wanting to talk to me. Like, oh, how's your day been? You all right? What have you done lately? Obviously, we'll banter and we'll we'll call each other insults and that, but I like that. Someone who I can talk to without having to be so careful about what I say. But was it worth it, though? I went through so much during that time at school just to come out of five years of education with no one. All the people that I'd started school with either hate me for whatever reason they want to believe or I don't talk with them because they've drifted away without explanation. And this is what, this is what bullying can do to a child. After school finished, I remember sitting down and just thinking, what's the point of me, you know? Because it was becoming increasingly obvious that no one wanted to be around me. So I was thinking, was it something I've done? I was, I was like thinking back all the years and stuff. Did I do something colossal? to make people not want to talk to me, not want to interact with me, to the point where my old friendship groups would tell me to my face, we don't want you to be in our friendship group anymore. It got to a point where I would try and mould myself into this weird person to try and fit in with other people's friendship groups, and that didn't work out very well. I was always the subject of ridicule. People would try and insult other people by saying they looked like me. And it's like, ouch, I get it, you guys think I'm butters, I don't think I'm butters, I think I'm fine as hell. And I am, I am fine as hell, thank you very much. But it stuck with me, you know, I would look at myself in the mirror and I'd be like, what, what is it about me that they just don't like? Is it my face? Is it because I have no eyelashes? My eyelashes are really small, maybe that's the reason. And I was like, no, I have glasses, no one's focusing on my eyes. I was like, maybe it's the way my body looks. Maybe it's the way I, um, I was like, oh, you're probably because you're way too fat. So I've spent, I've literally spent my entire summer, well, pretty much my entire summer trying to lose weight because of what other people think about me. And then once I looked in my, I looked in my mirror and I was like, what am I doing? 
I like the way I look. So why should I give a frick about what anyone else thinks about the way I look? Am I dressing for them? No. Am I looking the way I am for them? Hell no. I look this way because I want to look this way. If I feel as if something needs to be changed on my own terms, I will change it on my own terms. Not because someone has told me that that needs to be changed. Because what does their opinion got to do with anything in my life? Do I like these people? No. Am I ever going to see these people again? No. So what am I being so flabbergasted about? Nothing. But it's things like this that will prey on little girls' minds, and boys as well. People like seem to think, oh, boys are these emotionless creatures that are always like, bullying other people so they obviously can never have like proper emotions of sadness and anger and fear. But no, it can happen to anyone, and it's things like this that then impact a person's life in the future. That's why some people have eating disorders. People have tried to change the way they do things to better approach other people. And it needs to stop. We need to stop this. Actually, our entire generation needs to stop with this whole mentality that what you see online is what you should be. I've seen so many people on TikTok say that the reason like they've got um, eating disorders, the reason they've got depression, the reason they've got anxiety, reason they've got um, bipolar disorder is because of what they went through in high school or secondary school depending on where you're from and I sat down and I thought to myself am I gonna sit here and let all these people's words get to me to the point where I just stop eating entirely I start wearing bunches and bunches of makeup on my face just to appeal to people that I could not give a flying shite about no i'm gonna get up and do something about it so i cut off the toxic people i've unfollowed the toxic people i've blocked the toxic people i only speak to one person literally i only speak to one person and that one person has kept me sane for the past two months thank you again you know who you are thank you you've really been a good friend to me honestly and i can't wait to see you next year but I, I told myself I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do this to myself. I'm not gonna let what other people have made other people have made their own assumptions about me. And I'm not gonna sit here and let them believe it. No. Okay. I don't have many friends. It still got me sevens and eights though, didn't it? So who's really losing here? Okay. Maybe I'm a bit on the bigger side, but that's because of my family. I have big genes. I have big features and you know so i said okay i'm gonna exercise not for them but for myself for health issues because i do not want to end up with high blood pressure like my dad did but i guess the whole point of what i'm saying is bullying can have a positive effect on people and a negative effect on people bullying can cause people who actually have problems and um, things they need to change to change them for the better but then bullying can also have negative connotations and can actually drive people to suicide it can get to the point where people think that they're not worth living on this earth anymore and it'll be those same people that bullied them that will go to their funeral and say stuff like oh they were such a good person such a good friend always had a smile on their face so pretty so this so what was where was that energy when you were telling them to kill themselves two weeks ago do you know how many times someone has come up to me and just out of nowhere told me to kill myself 
Do you know how many times I've actually debated on doing it? People don't realize how many, how, how much words have an effect on people. You could punch me in the arm and I could say, oh, haha, funny, banter, blah, blah, blah. But it's the words that really affect people. I would rather get beaten up than get told most of what I was told in my lifetime, to be honest. But yeah, I don't, I don't even have any advice to give because I'm still trying to figure this out myself. But please, the next time you open your mouth to try and insult someone, I would like you to think to their future. Think about what your words are going to have, like, how much your words are going to impact on their life. Think about what they're going through at home. Think about what they might be going through at school that you have no idea about. The next time you see that one girl who runs out of class because she's crying, don't sit there and tell and say that she's an attention seeker. Don't sit there and tell and, and say, oh, she's an emo girl from like TikTok who's just got uh, d- d- stuff that she needs to deal with and that she's just you know seeking for attention, seeking for boys' attention. No, she's got actual issues that she's trying to sort out. And the fact that you're sitting here, sitting there, trying to focus yourself on her life that you know nothing about. It's so stupid. You're sitting there with your threes and fours in your GCSEs, focusing on someone who's got a hard lifestyle but still getting better grades than you. Is that not stupid? Are you not embarrassed? Anyway, just think about your words. Just think about the way you talk to people. Because, cliche again, but words do hurt. Words hurt a lot. Don't be that person. Don't be that person that drives someone to change themselves because of what you've said. Don't be that person that drives someone to suicide. And another note, can we please stop ignoring men's mental health as well? Because it's becoming an increasing issue that needs to be sorted out. This whole men don't cry, men don't do this, men don't do that, it's it's crap. It's it's crap. Everybody has the same emotions. Maybe they don't carry it out in the same way, but they have the same emotions. I think that's where I'm going to end this episode. Kind of a downer, but it needs to be said, you know. Next time you hear someone saying kind of crap to people, don't just stand there and be like, oh, it's just banter. It's not banter. This whole banter mentality thing actually needs to be sorted because not everything can be taken as a joke. You could actually hurt someone's feelings and you standing there saying, oh, it was just a joke. It's not. You've really affected the person. You need to apologize for it. Simple as. It's really not that hard to just say sorry to someone. It's two words. I'm sorry. It's not that difficult. But anyway, that's where I'm going to end today's episode. I will leave some suicide prevention numbers in um, the bio of this podcast episode. If you're ever in need of any help, I will... Obviously, I won't leave my I won't leave my number, but I'll leave my email. If you ever need to talk, I'm always around. I don't do much. I haven't even gotten a job this summer, so I'm not exactly going anywhere. So I'm always free to talk if you really need it. So thank you for listening to this episode, and I hope you have a lovely and blessed day. Thank you, and bye.